0: Section 25 of a Romance of Two Worlds by Marie Corelli. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 14, Part 2: The Electric Creed. Let us now take the creed as accepted today by the Christian Church and see how thoroughly it harmonizes with the discoveries of spiritual electricity. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. This is a brief and simple description of the Creator as He exists, a supreme center of light, out of whom must spring all life, all love, all wisdom. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, this means that the only absolute emanation of His own personal radiance, that ever wore such mean garb as our clay, was found in Christ, who, as part of God, certainly existed, before all ages for as the creed itself says he was god of god light of light then we go on through the circumstances of christ's birth life death and resurrection and our profession of faith brings us to i believe in the holy ghost the lord and giver of life who proceedeth from the father and the son etc this as already stated means that we believe that since christ ascended into heaven our electric communication with the creator has been established and an ever-flowing current of divine inspiration is turned beneficially in the direction of our earth proceeding from the father and the son we admit in the creed that this inspiration manifested itself before christ came and spake by the prophets but as before stated this only happened at rare and difficult intervals while now christ himself speaks through those who most strongly adhere to his teachings it may here be mentioned that few seem to grasp the fact of the special message to women intended to be conveyed in the person of the virgin mary she was actually one of the radiant spirits of the central sphere imprisoned by god's will in woman's form after the birth of christ she was still kept on earth to follow his career to the end there was a secret understanding between himself and her As for instance, when she found him among the doctors of the law, she for one moment suffered her humanity to get the better of her in anxious inquiries, and his reply, Why sought ye me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? was a sort of reminder to her, which she at once accepted. Again at the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee, when Christ turned the water into wine, he said to his mother, Woman, what have I to do with thee? which meant simply what have i to do with thee as woman merely which was another reminder to her of her spiritual origin causing her at once to address the servants who stood by as follows whatsoever he saith unto you do it and why it may be asked if mary was really an imprisoned immortal spirit sinless and joyous should she be forced to suffer all the weaknesses sorrows and anxieties of any ordinary woman and mother simply as an example to women who are the mothers of the human race and who being thus laid under a heavy responsibility need sympathetic guidance mary's life teaches women that the virtues they need are obedience purity meekness patience long-suffering modesty self-denial and endurance she loved to hold a secondary position she placed herself in willing subjection to joseph a man of austere and simple life advanced in years and weighted with the cares of a family by a previous marriage who wedded her by an influence which compelled him to become her protector in the eyes of the world out of these facts simple as they are can be drawn the secret of happiness for women a secret and a lesson that if learnt by heart would bring them and those they love out of storm and bewilderment into peace and safety for those who have once become aware of the existence of the central sphere and of the electric rings surrounding it and who are able to realize to the full the gigantic as well as minute work performed by the electric waves around us and within us there can no longer be any doubt as to all the facts of christianity as none of them viewed by the electric theory are otherwise than in accordance with the creator's love and sympathy With even the smallest portion of his creation why then if christianity be a divine truth are not all people christians as well ask if music and poetry are good things why all men are not poets and musicians art seeks art in like manner god seeks god that is he seeks portions of his own essence among his creatures christ himself said many are called but few are chosen AND IT STANDS TO REASON THAT VERY FEW SOULS WILL SUCCEED IN BECOMING PURE ENOUGH TO ENTER THE CENTRAL SPHERE WITHOUT HINDRANCE. MANY, ON LEAVING EARTH, WILL BE DETAINED IN THE PURGATORY OF AIR, WHERE THOUSANDS OF SPIRITS WORK FOR AGES, WATCHING OVER OTHERS, HELPING AND WARNING OTHERS, AND IN THIS UNSELFISH LABOR SUCCEED IN RAISING THEMSELVES, LITTLE BY LITTLE, HIGHER AND EVER HIGHER, TILL THEY AT LAST REACH THE LONGED FOR GOAL it must also be remembered that not only from earth but from all worlds released souls seek to attain final happiness in the central sphere where god is so that however great the number of those that are permitted to proceed thither from this little planet they can only form as it were one drop in a mighty ocean it has been asked whether the electric theory of christianity includes the doctrine of hell or a place of perpetual punishment eternal punishment is merely a form of speech for what is really eternal retrogression for as there is a forward so there must be a backward the electric germ of the soul delicate fiery and imperishable as it is can be forced by its companion will to take refuge in a lower form of material existence Dependent on the body it first inhabits. For instance, a man who is obstinate in pursuing active evil can so retrograde the progress of any spiritual life within him that it shall lack the power to escape, as it might do from merely lymphatic and listless temperaments, to seek some other chance of development, but shall sink into the form of quadrupeds, birds, and other creatures dominated by purely physical needs but there's one thing it can never escape from memory and in that faculty is constituted hell so that if a man by choice forces his soul downward to inhabit hereafter the bodies of dogs horses and other like animals he should know that he does so at the cost of everything except remembrance eternal retrogression means that the hopelessly tainted electric germ recoils further and further from the pure centre whence it sprang always bearing within itself the knowledge of what it was once and what it might have been there is a pathetic meaning in the eyes of a dog or a seal in the melancholy patient gaze of the oxen toiling at the plough there is an unuttered warning in the silent faces of flowers there is more tenderness of regret in the voice of the nightingale than love and in the wild upward soaring of the lark with its throat full of passionate shouting prayer there is shadowed forth the yearning hope that dies away in despair, as the bird sinks to earth again, his instincts not half satisfied. There is no greater torture than to be compelled to remember in suffering, joys and glorious opportunities gone forever. Regarding the electric theory of religion, it is curious to observe how the truth of it has again and again been dimly shadowed forth in the prophecies of art, science, and poesy the old painters who depicted a halo of light round the head of their virgins and saints did so out of a correct impulse which they did not hesitate to obey footnote an impulse which led them vaguely to foresee though not to explain the electric principle of spiritual life End of footnote. the astronomers who after years of profound study have been enabled to measure the flames of the burning sun and to find out that these are from two to four thousand miles high, are nearly arrived at the conclusion that it is a world in a state of conflagration, in which they will be perfectly right. Those who hold that this earth of ours was once self-luminous are also right, for it was indeed so when first projected from the electric ring. The compilers or inventors of the Arabian Nights also hit upon a truth when they described human beings as forced through evil influences to take the forms of lower animals a truth just explained in the law of retrogression all art all prophecy all poesy should therefore be accepted eagerly and studied earnestly for in them we find electric inspiration out of which we are able to draw lessons for our guidance hereafter The great point that scientists and artists have hitherto failed to discover is the existence of the central sphere and its surrounding electric circle. Once realize these two great facts, and all the wonders and mysteries of the universe are perfectly easy of comprehension. In conclusion, I offer no opinion as to which is Christ's church, or the fountainhead of spirituality in the world. In all churches, errors have intruded through unworthy and hypocritical members. In a crowded congregation of worshippers, there may perhaps be only one or two who are free from self-interest and personal vanity. In sectarianism, for instance, there is no shred of Christianity. Lovers of God and followers of Christ must, in the first place, have perfect unity, and the bond uniting them must be an electric one of love and faith. No true Christian should be able to hate, despise, or envy the other were I called upon to select among the churches, I should choose that which has the most electricity working within it, and which is able to believe in a positive electrical communication between Christ and herself taking place daily on her altars, a church which holds, as it were, the other end of the telegraphic ray between earth and the central sphere, and which is, therefore, able to exist among the storms of modern opinions, affording refuge and consolation to the few determined travellers who are bound onward and upward i shall not name the church i mean because it is the duty of every one to examine and find it out for himself or herself and even though this church instinctively works in the right direction it is full of errors introduced by ignorant and unworthy members errors which must be carefully examined and cast aside by degrees but as i said before It is the only church which has principles of electricity within it, and is therefore destined to live, because electricity is life. Now I beseech the reader of this manuscript, to which I, Heliobus, append my hand and seal, to remember and realize earnestly the following invisible facts. First, that God and his Christ exist. Secondly, that while the little paltry affairs of our temporal state are being built up as crazily as a child's house of cards, the huge central sphere revolves, and the electric ring, strong and indestructible, is ever at its work of production and reabsorption. Thirdly, that every thought and word of every habitant on every planet is reflected in lightning language before the Creator's eyes as easily as we receive telegrams fourthly that this world is the only spot in the universe where his existence is actually questioned and doubted and the general spread of modern positivism materialism and atheism is one of the most terrific and meaning signs of the times the work of separating the wheat from the chaff is beginning those who love and believe in god and spiritual beauty are about to be placed on one side the millions who worship self are drawing together in vast opposing ranks on the other and the moment approaches which is prophesied to be as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven and shineth even to the other part in other words the fiery whirlpool of the ring is nearly ready to absorb our planet in its vortex and out of all who dwell upon its surface how many shall reach the glorious central word of god of two men working in the same field shall it not be as christ foretold the one shall be taken and the other left friend or pupil reader whoever thou art take heed and foster thine own soul for know that nothing can hinder the immortal germ within us from taking the form imposed upon it by our wills through love and faith it can become an angel and perform wonders even while in its habitation of clay through indifference and apathy it can desert us altogether and for ever through mockery and blasphemous disbelief, it can sink into even a lower form than that of snake or toad. In our own unfettered hand lies our eternal destiny. Wonderful and terrible responsibility! Who shall dare to say we have no need of prayer? This document was signed, Casimir Heliopus and bore a seal on which the impression seemed to consist of two Arabic or Sanskrit words, which I could not understand. I put it carefully away with its companion manuscript, under lock and key, and while I was yet pausing earnestly on its contents, Zara came into my room. She had finished her task in the studio, she said, and she now proposed a drive in the bois as an agreeable way of passing the rest of the afternoon. I want to be as long as possible in your company, she added, with a caressing sweetness in her manner. "'For now your friends have come to Paris. "'I expect you will soon be leaving us, "'so I must have as much of you as I can.' "'My heart sank at the thought of parting from her, "'and I looked wistfully at her lovely face. "'Leo had followed her in from the studio "'and seemed still very melancholy. "'We shall always be good friends, Zara, dearest,' I said. "'Shall we not? "'Close, bond-friends, like sisters?' "'Sisters are not always fond of each other,' "'remarked Zara, half gaily.' "'and you know there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother.' "'And what friend is that in your case?' I asked, half jestingly, half curiously. "'Death,' she replied with a strange smile, in which there was both pathos and triumph. I started at her unexpected reply, and a kind of foreboding chilled my blood. I endeavoured, however, to speak cheerfully as I said, "'Why, of course death sticks more closely to us than any friend or relative.' but you look fitter to receive the embraces of life than of death sarah they are both one and the same thing she answered or rather the one leads to the other but do not let us begin to philosophize put on your things and come the carriage is waiting i readily obeyed her and we enjoyed an exhilarating drive together the rest of the day passed with us all very pleasantly and our conversation had principally to do with the progress of art and literature in many lands and maintained itself equably on the level of mundane affairs among other things we spoke of the spanish violinist sarasate and i amused heliobas by quoting to him some of the criticisms of the london daily papers on this great artist such as he plays pieces which though adapted to show his wonderful skill are the veriest claptrap he lacks breadth and colour a true type of the artist virtuoso etc etc half these people do not know in the least what they mean by breath and colour or virtuosity said heliobas with a smile they think emotion passion all true sentiment combined with extraordinary technique must be claptrap now the continent of europe acknowledges pablo de sarasate as the first violinist living and london would not be london unless it could thrust an obtuse opposing opinion in the face of the continent england is the last country in the world to accept anything new its people are tired and blasé like highly trained circus horses they want to trot or gallop always in the old grooves it will always be so Sarasate is like a brilliant meteor streaming across their narrow bit of the heaven of music they stare gape and think it is an unnatural phenomenon a virtuosity in the way of meteors which they are afraid to accept it set them on fire what would you the meteor shines and burns it is always a meteor so talking lightly and gliding from subject to subject the hours wore away and we at last separated for the night i shall always be glad to remember how tenderly zara kissed me and wished me good repose and i recall now with mingled pain wonder and gratitude how perfectly calm and contented i felt as after my prayers I sank to sleep, unwarned, and therefore happily unconscious, of what awaited me on the morrow. End of section 25